Veterans with Benefits is brought to you by Dracula the Beer. The only Dracula-based beer that doesn't suck. Dracula the Beer may turn into a blood-sucking vampire. Please drink responsibly. product from the Veterans with Benefits R&D department to treat men with ED. Let's face it, fellas, ED happens to the best of us. You can talk to a licensed physician over the phone or online. There's no more awkward in-person doctor visits telling a complete stranger your dick isn't working. This ships direct to your house in a complete non-discreet box. If your neighbors see this, they're going to know what's inside. There's a penis on a skateboard grinding down a volcano. But your ED problems are going to be a thing of the past. So go to VetChew.com. VWB listeners using the code VWB will receive a free tote bag with every purchase. So go to VetChew.com. When us as humans stop using toilet paper, that's when you know we've become an advanced society. Hashtag three seashells. Enjoy today's episode. Eh, it's pretty good. There we go. And we are recording. All right. So I got Anthony Barrett here, and we are sitting at his bar. What's your bar called again? The Drop Zone. The Drop Zone. How'd you come up with that name? Well, uh, being in the military and everything like that, obviously working with the B-52s, I was trying to find something that kind of tied into that and then on top of that uh in my career i've actually been certified as a drop zone controller so it just sort of popped into my head at one point and i went with it i gotta be honest like when i when i saw this place before i knew you owned it and i saw the name i'm like oh, i wouldn't have gone with the military name i would i would have made this place look like a fucking like a bar from Middle Earth or something. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I, I had a lot of thoughts in mind. Uh, yeah, that one would have been cool. Uh, I kind of just went with the, uh, you know, what do I have the money to do? Exactly. And, yeah. you know, what do I know? And there's so much space in here, dude. Like, this could be like a little mini, like, Dave and Buster's. Yeah. If you had, you know, arcades all along the wall and shit, dude, that would be fucking Funny tight. you mention that. Um, so what you're seeing right now is only half the building that I own. I actually own the other half of the building. And the eventual plan is this center wall is non-load bearing. It's, uh, this used to be a JC Penny, so it was much bigger. Yeah. So it's basically a false wall. We're gonna push through that same amount of space on the other side, and what I do wanna do is sort of like a barcade type area oh, yeah. on the other side of this wall, maybe some ax throwing pits. There's a downstairs area where I'm gonna put a, a stage, do more stuff like that, yeah. extend the bar. So I got a lot of plans. The ax throwing thing's expensive, dude. Yeah, it is. It's an insurance nightmare. Have you been to that one downtown? I haven't. Yeah, it, it's like 50 bucks a person. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, I was not planning on spending that much. I'm just going to have people sign a waiver. <laughs> yeah, fuck. So, um, okay, so let's officially start this interview. Um, give everybody um, a quick uh, origin story All right, Anthony Barrett. All right, uh, we can go all the way back, or do you just want military? No, where'd you grow up and shit? All right, uh, so I was born in Torrance, California. Um, grew up in Redondo Beach type area until I was about eight or nine. Then I moved out to Riverside, California. Uh, spent the rest of my childhood and adolescence there. Um, in June of 2001, I graduated high school, started college, and I was driving to my college geology class on 9-11. Uh, heard what was going on, uh, got home from school, watched the towers fall, and then uh, kind of looked at my mom and went, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay in college. There's a lot going on, and I don't know you know, what I need to do, but I think I need to go help. Uh, I was fat, uh, as I have maintained that most <laughs> of my life. We'll get to but, that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was about 210 as a 20-year-old just out of high school and not a muscular 210. So I was able to uh, drop about 65 pounds in about an eight-month period. Um, went back to the recruiter, and by then he was like, yeah, everyone signed up. So, you know, I know that you want to sign up, but unless you want to go open general, 
you know, you're going to be waiting about another eight months. It's a bad move, and you would have wound up being a cop. Well, so funny enough, uh, they didn't have a spot open for me until uh, July of 2003. Yeah. And when it opened, he told me I was going in to be a, a crew chief for A-10s. That. And I went, you know what? That kind of sounds like something I'd want to do. Crew chief A-10s, cool job. You know, I had a plan about I'll get my education while I'm in, maybe become an officer, do the whole thing. Get to MEPS. And I'm sure everyone knows what MEPS is like. It's just a whirlwind of what the fuck. Yeah. Um, standing, so, standing nut the butt with yeah. everybody. And then all the paperwork and everything. So they actually uh, convinced me to sign up Open Mechanical saying that's how I was going to get my job. That's what I did too. Yeah. Got to basic, found out uh, I didn't have a job, raised some hell, but no one gave a shit. Yeah. Um, so then I was just going through basic, didn't really know what was going to happen, and because they're always a critically manned career field. Uh, all of the, uh, I guess you call them special warfare jobs now, TACP, PJ, SEER, um, special reconnaissance, uh, SAU-T, all that, they recruit out of basic training sometimes. And SEER was recruiting. So I went, sat through the recruiting brief, went, yeah, it sounds fun. You tell me I'm gonna go camping a lot and I get to teach people how to do cool shit. Signed up for that and from there, I basically have always said uh, I was just too stupid to quit. So went through the pipeline, uh, became a SEER specialist, and I've been doing that for almost 20 years now. Jesus. So, I mean, I remember that briefing, too, when I was at basic, but it was like when they start going through all of what you had to do, mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I 100% do not want to do this. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what my job was going to be. But I was like, not fucking that. <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, I actually did get my orders to go be an engine chief on T-38s, but I had already signed up for Sears, so they got canceled. Yeah. But... I mean, when I went in, I uh, wanted to be a um, photographer. Okay. And... R regular PA, or were you going to, like, you know, uh, combat photographer? I, w I didn't know. I just yeah. was like, I want to do something like that. Yeah. And uh, they were like, eh. You're kind of dumb. You know, you, <laughs> you didn't really score high enough. And I'm like, fucking bullshit. And he's like, but you can cross train, you know, once you're in. Yeah, that's everyone's, that's everyone's like, you know, trap. They yeah, fall into. Exactly. You can totally cross train once you're in three years later. You yeah. know, like, oh, okay. Oh, you have a four on your EPR? You're not cross training to anything. Never. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And th th that's the pitfall I think a lot of people fall into is that, oh, you can cross train later. Bullshit. Yeah. No, yeah. it's I, I met one guy in my 12 years I was in that cross-trained, and he didn't cross-train until like 16 years fucking in. Yeah, the guy I work with right now, he did, I think he did his almost one or two terms yeah. in as a cop before yeah. he cross-trained into SEER. So, I mean, I always thought, because I have a bunch of buddies from SEER, um, to me it always felt like you guys were like the Boy Scouts it, it, you know, and it's funny. And not in a bad way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just the camping and shit yeah. and all that. Yeah, and I mean, initially when I got in, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking easy. This is yeah. this is me going out and camping. And then once you start doing it, you realize you're like, oh, there's there's a lot more to this. Oh, like, yeah. one, yeah, it is the camping, but then they take you and they're like, okay, so these skills you learn. Now we have to apply them to every different biome. So, yeah, camping in the woods, totally easy. Now go do it in the desert. Now <laughs> go do it in a rainforest where... <laughs> All of your equipment rusts over within an hour if you're not constantly paying attention to it. Yeah. You know, and then you start realizing that there's that part of it, and then there's the other side of it, which is all the personnel recovery stuff. And over the past, you know, couple of years, maybe even past like five to ten, we've really been focusing more on that in SEER in general. Just we have the basic stuff, all the pilots go through, and then once that's done and you're not one of those instructors anymore, your whole job is now focused around, okay, personnel recovery, not just surviving, how do we get them back? Yeah. Yeah. When did uh, you have your, um, and I'm not even talking about just like going through SEER, but just in general, did you have your, what the fuck did I sign up for moment? Or did you have one? I mean, almost the entire time, you know, I was going through, um, we call it pre-team, which is, you know, the time leading up to team or tech school. Um, you know, every day it was, you know, we wake up, we're going to go do just a kick you in the ass PT session in the morning. Yeah. Then we got a bunch of shit to do every day. And I'd say every morning with PT, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> uh, but in terms of like the no shit, do I really want to do this moment? Um, 
it was going through um, team. We were more than halfway through. Uh, we had our coastal tropics phase. And coastal had been okay. Uh, you know, we went out. It was like near Tillamook. Um, and we're just, you know, doing stuff on the beach. Where's that at? Uh, Washington State over okay. on the East Coast. It's uh, right near uh, Astoria. Um, so right where they filmed the Goonies, the Three Rocks and all that. You could actually see them from where we were training. It's Hell pretty yeah. sweet. But um, right after that, we went up to um, Olympic National Rainforest up near Everett, Washington. And that's where I don't know if I ate something bad or I just my body just quit on me. But I was sitting there just, you know, digging a hole to shit next to myself, <laughs> throwing up, trying to get all my shit sharpened and ready for inspection in the morning, laying next to a fire. And I was just like, why did I choose what I just chose? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I got through that night. Next day, all my all my shit passed inspection. Uh, I, drank, I drank a bunch of water and uh, kept going. But that was probably one of the few times where through all of it, I just went, what the fuck? <laughs> so, I mean, what are like, how would I say this? What are the dirt bags in sear like? So a lot of them, they really get filtered out yeah. know, during training. Um, during training, you'll see the guys that they always have to go to the bathroom or they, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. You know, there's always something that <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> pulls them away from the group. And you're like, where the hell did that guy go? Yeah. And, you know, you, you find them sleeping or something like that. Um, occasionally, you'll have someone that they're always asking to borrow your tools. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> they've already sharpened their shit. And you're like, okay. Um, it, it's just guys that, you know, you can obviously see it. They're not really pulling their weight. They're trying to see what they can get away with. And when you have, you know, a group of, depending on the class, you know, anywhere from 10 to 60 dudes, it will start to filter out fairly quickly and uh you know even if the cadre don't see it the other guys start to see it and they yeah i know at least for my class we weren't we weren't going to stand for that shit like we very quickly started like isolating that guy all no no you're not you're not going to do that i had a buddy um when i was stationed at langley mm -hmm. he would uh right before his lunch 15 minutes before his lunch he would go into the bathroom and yeah. pretend to shit <laughs> he would do it every day and we would just laugh at him because it was funny because the way he was but our shop chief would start uh he start um learning about it mm -hmm. and then he start docking his lunch well, there you go yeah <laughs> so funny <laughs> yeah and it, very similar yeah you just you have those guys they just like i think i can figure it out by not doing it this way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but um <laughs> yeah once you're through training though i gotta say you know every every sierra guy i work with with the, there's always an exception, obviously. You know anybody named Buchanan? Name sounds familiar. You know, we're a small career field. There's yeah. only about, you know, 450 of us in the world. So it, it turns into one of those, you kind of know everybody a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know Buchanan too well. Yeah. But um, yeah, but again, th there's always the random, you know, hey, some sir guy did some crazy thing and he's getting kicked out now. But all the ones I've worked with, they, they're pretty solid guys. They yeah. know what they're doing, so. And most of the bases, I don't know if this is for every base throughout the Air Force, but uh, it always seemed like uh, the SEER guys lived by, like, Sith rules. There's only two of them. That is, that is pretty pretty accurate, actually. Uh, unless we get a just a mega base like um, Charleston or uh, there's a couple others where you just have so many air crew, yeah. you, two guys couldn't handle it, yeah. then you might get a third, but yeah. Most bases you're going to see, yeah, it's just two dudes. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty hectic. The last guy that was here, his name was uh, Cliff Cleveland. And it's the best name. I know. <laughs> he was, he's, And he was a great guy. He's probably one of the best SEER specialists I've ever worked with. Yeah. Um, but, you know, me and him were here together. And, I mean, we were just playing leapfrog with deployments and stuff like that where, you know, I'd be gone for six to eight months. He'd be gone for, you know, nine months or more. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because we're such a small career field, when you meet the other SEER guy, you usually become friends pretty quickly. Yeah. So you start taking care of each other. So, you know, while he was gone, I'd hang out with his family. While I was gone, you know, he'd be checking on stuff for me. You know, even though I'm divorced and all that, he'd be, you know, keeping tabs, making sure things were good. And it, it, is, a, it is a brotherhood. It does very quickly turn into like a, all right, you know, we can fuck with each other, but no one else can say shit about us, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. type thing. So. <laughs> the, uh, when I was in Korea, um, the seer guy there, I was stationed with him at Langley. 
Okay. So it was, you know, we kind of, uh, we hung out because we knew each other. And, and have you ever been to Korea? Yeah. Yeah, I did a year there. Which one? Uh, Kunsung. Hell yeah. Yeah. Nobody fucking, nobody understands. Especially if you go to Osan, you don't get it. Because nobody go, nobody at stationed in Osan ever goes to Kunsung. No. no. Kunsung is literally the Minot of Korea. It really is. I, uh, I had Korean PJs. So, you know, like Koreans that were PJs for uh, Korea. Uh, when I told them I was Kunsan, they giggled. They're like, ah, "This is a farming country, you know, farming area type thing. You know, yeah. that city sucks." And I was just like, "All right, guys, <laughs> yeah. I'm not even from there." That was, dude, uh, that was my favorite assignment. The yeah. whole time I was in, I well, loved it. Yeah, and Kunsan's one of those places too, where it's the same thing. It's such a tight knit thing because you're such a small base. Yeah, everybody knows each other. You, you know, you have the little organizations that you can go to. Yeah. You know, during the weekends and stuff like that. Everyone's got their own little thing. So everyone kind of becomes friends real quick there. Did you guys have baseball jerseys? Yeah. 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 Uh, ours were, we were the only people allowed wearing multi-cams at the time because it was like 2012, 2013 time frame. So ours were normal baseball jerseys, but our sleeves were multi-cam sleeves. Okay. So, yeah, just yeah, kind of waving it in other people's faces. Yeah, I just, that was like, uh, that was something that I felt was kind of cool at Osan, or Kunsan. It was like, uh, you had a little gang. Yeah. You know, you'd walk around fucking base and shit and. God, I love the Korea, dude. It was so fucking fun. Yeah, it's a fun time. I I got there. We had, like, a perfect crew. Like, we all got along. We all kind of did, had the same, like, interests and shit. Mm-hmm. And it was just it was just fun the whole fucking time, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I was, same thing. Was there one other seer guy? Yeah. But the cool thing there was uh, we had our own seer truck, you know, and oh, yeah. we had uh, two other seer guys up at Osan, plus we had one... Um, senior NCO that was attached to like the chaos up there. So what he would do is it was basically like, Hey, every weekend we need to do our SEER conference yeah. type thing. So we <laughs> drive up there, you know, in the GOV cause it was a conference. Yeah. You know, we go hang out in Osan and, you know, hang out with them, talk about what we wanted to do, you know, SEER related yeah. for like an hour. And then the rest of the time I was like, so, uh, we, we hit in the town. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's hit the town. Yeah. My, uh, my buddy, he was, um, he calls me up and he's like, dude, because uh, he, he kind of knows how I am, and he's like, yo, we, uh, the cops just got this new taser. He's like, do you want to try it? I'm like, of course I do. You fucking, yeah. what's wrong with you? <laughs> when are we doing this? I'll never do that shit again, dude. Have you ever been tased? I think that's a common thing in Korea, because they did the same thing to me. They're like, hey, we're doing taser training. You want to get tased? Yeah. And yeah, no, I uh, I thought I'd be one of those cool guys where it's like, ah, I can fight that's it off. Not at all. I cried like a little baby bitch, dude. I was like, the, fr- the only thing I said, and I said it like a thousand times in that five seconds. It's like, yeah. is it five seconds they hold it for you? Something like the five to seven or something, yeah. Yeah. I was just like, stop, 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 yeah. stop, stop. I kept yelling, turn it off. Yeah, dude. Because, <laughs> yo, the five seconds feels like fucking 60 seconds. Yeah. And I feel like I'm being microwaved. <laughs> so I'm like, when I see those videos, especially nowadays, of people fucking with cops, dude, if I'm ever, I would never fuck with around with a cop regardless, but if I were that guy... As soon as he pulls the fucking taser out, what do you need? Yeah. What would you like, sir? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's my wallet. <laughs> it, it trips me out now when I see those videos of people that get hit with them and it doesn't seem to oh. affect them all. Okay, that, that guy's built different. You should probably run, officer, yeah. at this point. Like. Well, when I went, there was a girl, and she went right after me, mm-hmm. and we were all like, yeah, she's going to scream. Dude. Nothing. She, I mean, she, she stiffened up and, and, you know, planked down, but mm-hmm. didn't make a fucking sound. Hmm. And, you know, he was like, yeah. He's like, that's one of the responses. He's like, you're the most popular response. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get that. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of stuff in Sears, same thing, where you expect one response, you get yeah. completely different. Where was uh, where was your first assignment at? Well, we all do our first, uh, our first roundabout up at Fairchild. So I spent five years there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, about two and a half were, at, you know, part training, then field instructor. Uh, and then my last like two, two and a half years there, I was actually an RT instructor. So yeah. I did the interrogations, the resistance training. Um, I spent some time down at the actual camp and then I spent time up as an actual uh, academics instructor. And yeah. then after that, uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Okay, yeah, I had some buddies that were there too. That's a small little base. Yeah, it's not huge, but yeah. it's nice. I, I It's funny, after I left there, I kind of look back i'm like you know that wasn't that bad of a base i went i went tdy there for a weekend 
Yeah. And uh, we just, you know, we drove around town, you know, I was just amazed how little the base was because I was at Langley at the time. And Langley's a pretty big base. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is, this is a tiny little town. It's cool. Like, there was a couple cool restaurants and bars and shit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know if, especially because I was at, my first base was Minot. Yeah. So everything's better when once you come. Yeah, once you leave Minot. Once yeah. you leave Minot. Fucking, um, but yeah, Charleston was okay. Yeah, if you get down into, like, actual, you know, Charleston, like, proper, like, yeah. the city on the coast. And I've never the, been down south yeah. before, so. Yeah, if you go down to, like, the Battery or, you know, you're hanging out down there, there's so much to do, so much history. Yeah. And they got ghost tours and all sorts of cool, crazy yeah, shit, you know. Yeah, that's cool. Goes toward the old, uh, you know, was it Fort Moultrie and Fort Sumter, where it's like, oh, this is where the Civil War started. That's that's kind of legit. Like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, let me ask you this. All right. Now, do you get shit? I don't know, because there's only two of you there. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, like, throughout your career, you know, because you don't look like a typical seer guy. And that's what I like about you, to be honest. Fair enough, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I have always felt like I've gotten kind of a weird, uh, I guess, weird shake when it comes to commanders and everything. Because just like you said... Most seer guys, they look like some dude pulled right out of like a Black Hawk down yeah, they movie look like or Chana, something like they that. They look like Channing Tatum. There are a few of us, a few of us <laughs> that look exactly like that, actually. Um, yeah, so I've always kind of gotten a little bit of heat from that. But, uh, you know, the, the way I always looked at it was, well, you know, there was a lot of those types, too, going through training. Yeah. And they didn't fucking make it. Yeah. But I well, stuck I mean, around. I remember the first time I met you, like, when you walked away, I was just like, I'm like, okay, that motherfucker, he probably fucking is killing it. Like, yeah, he doesn't look like he could do a thousand push-ups, but he's doing something right. Yeah. I was like, and I like that, like, I throughout my career, I always hung, I always like to hang out with, like, the regular-looking people. You know, not those, any, the Air Force are really, I don't think we have a lot of those, like. Door-kicker, snake-eater-looking yeah, types. Yeah. yeah, it's more or less just regular dudes yeah. look like me and you. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really like those other guys. Cause I'm not, a, I wasn't a jock in high school. I didn't fucking, I was a dork. So I'm like, I'm not gonna have any problem with these fucks and they're probably gonna ask me to go running with them and shit. I don't want to do that. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. But funny, you know, you say that I, I hate running. Always have. Yeah. Always it's the will. worst. Uh, but you know, I'll, I'll do it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, even, you know, even now it's funny because I, I know I don't look it, but, you know, I go take my PT test. And it's like, oh, I'm going to mask out the push-ups, sit-ups. I'm going to run it way faster than you think. Yeah. The only thing that ever fucked me up was my waist measurement. Yeah. And now that that's gone, it's like, eh. So, okay. So, uh, what what has changed in the PT test since COVID? I'll be completely honest. I, I have just now started looking at it because, um, and we'll, we can get into this here in a minute, but uh, I had a medical thing. For almost two years now uh, oh, so because of the air force but uh the new stuff i mean there's planks involved there's shuttle what? runs involved and these are like instead of running you can do a shuttle run instead of sit-ups what's you, a shuttle run uh like suicide drills on the basketball court you run to like one line back oh, okay, second okay, line okay, back okay. and there's some sort of weird like there's a beep that goes off or something i haven't seen it yet uh, I'm probably just going to do the run because it's like I can do a mile and a half in like, you know, 11 and a half minutes. That's yeah. not that out of the question for me. Uh, but now it's like with my age group, you know, I'm almost 40. And I think I, I think I'm allowed to run a mile and a half in like almost 15 minutes. All yeah, I could walk it. Um, but, yeah, there's planks now. There, there's something else. And it's all just these weird divergence from normal exercises. And then there's just no waste measurement anymore. Yeah. It's just not there. Um, it's been a while since I've been on base, but uh, especially, like, in the last, like, year or six months, I got to be honest, man. I think the ponytail thing looks sloppy as fuck. You've seen those girls? Like, oh, yeah. I, it, it looks stupid. Well, I mean, yeah, it's funny. A lot of things have changed. So they've got that. Um, the hair standards for men have changed. Currently, I, I know you're looking at me right now. Yeah. I'm in regs right now. Yeah. Like it's totally touching your ears. Oh yeah, like it's you know right there. I'll put my glasses on and that helps a little bit. But like, legitimately, like the length and everything like that, the way it's cut and all that, it's totally in regs. Yeah. So it's it's really weird. Um, and then on top of that, you know they've done a lot more stuff. Um, something that's been going on for the last couple of years. 
they're recognizing other religions, which are allowing other standards, you know, to yeah. be waived as well. Um, you know, um, I am a practicing uh, Norse pagan, or as the Air Force calls it, heathen. So, you know, my heathen beard, um, my paperwork's in. We'll see if it gets approved and everything like that. But, you know. Have you ever been on shaving waiver? Uh, no. Never been no. on a shaving waiver, but I mean, this happens after a week of me yeah. not being at work. Yeah. I had a shaving waiver for like the last three years of my career. Yeah. But uh, currently, I think they, they had their final meeting on it last week. So I'm pretty sure it's up to the final approval. And I've been told it's probably going to get pushed through. So going back to work on Monday, I probably won't have to shave this. That's... So there's that, you know, things like that that are changing. Now, you'll see with that shaving waiver, it's cool, but there's going to be times where you're going to want to shave because you don't want to be in your blues and look like that. I don't give a shit. But I'm just saying, when you put your blues on mm-hmm. and you got scruff like that, you're mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, I look like a fucking dirtbag. Maybe I should shave. Then you're going to go, I can't shave because if I shave... They're going to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I actually, I do practice the religion and all that. So it's not yeah. just one of those like, yo, I'm just doing it to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which funny enough, one of the reasons I put my waiver in last year. And one of the reasons it's just now getting pushed through is because so many people put in a religious exemption waiver for the COVID shot. Yeah. And they had to wade through all of those, you know, most of which, you know, they, obviously they're not, you know giving me any details on stuff but you can look at the numbers that the air force has put out it's like most of those did not get approved yeah because you spent your whole career and you know whatever religion you were in you were getting shots the whole time you were getting vaccinated the whole time now it's just this one yeah and i know it's a big political thing a lot of people have their own opinions on it but my legitimate i am a practicing member of this religion waiver got pushed back for months because they had to go through all of that yeah but so what I mean, what all entails that religion? Oh, so Norse pagan. Um, it's, you know, it's what, quote unquote, the old gods type thing of Odin. You know, yeah. uh, you, you believe in the different gods, you know, kind of having dominion over certain aspects of nature, your life, things like that. They can bring you luck. They can, you know, they can fuck with you if you're not doing the right thing. Um, the big part of it that drew me to it is it's basically a sort of a oneness with your surroundings, with nature. You know, you don't take more than you put back in. You take care of your family. You take care of your tribe, you know, type thing. Like, it's it's honor-bound, and that's what really drew me to it. <laughs> I can picture you, like, <laughs> just standing at a gas station. Some kid just throws a bag of Doritos on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Pick that up! <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you know, it, part of it is that, but, you know, part of it is, too, it's like, you know, hey, if you're going to disrespect your surroundings and shit like that, well, then don't ask me for help later because yeah. I'm not going to help you if you're a piece of shit. Yeah. But, you know, if, if you're willing to put in the effort, you know, again, don't take out more than you're willing to put back in. And a lot of that kind of went with just even my whole career, you know, Sear and everything, what I believed in even before I came in, just, you know, taking care of your own, making sure shit's getting done, you know, hold yourself to a standard that you can be proud of. What you should have done, and I, I guarantee if you'd have done this, you probably would have got your uh, thing pushed up faster. You should have changed your name, dude. <laughs> probably could have went that route. Yeah. But, uh... Anthony fucking Bluebeard or something. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, there, there are some other routes I could have went, but it, it, was, it was one of those things where I did genuinely believe in it, and I just... I did the process the way you were supposed to do it. Yeah. And so, you know, just, I went through it. So is there like a, uh, was there like a ceremony or something or like where you got like uh, dipped in water or, you know. No, no. Like threw a, an axe at you and you had to move or something. No, not quite. It was just, a, it was really just a realization yeah. where I just went, you know, I think this is, this is what I believe in, you know, reading up on it, getting more into it. Um, my last deployment to Afghanistan, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a lot of like you know, tier one kind of guys that also tend to kind of lean towards that Norse pagan type belief as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, the you see all the things like Til Valhalla and stuff like that. And it got me interested, started looking into it, and then just through reading and everything, I was like, wow, I, I kind of kind of associate a lot with a lot of what this is saying. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it was just, you, you go through the whole process, you get interviewed by a chaplain, they actually see if you genuinely believe in it, if there's... Yeah. You know, or if you're just you know blowing smoke up somebody's ass, and then uh, yeah, you you write up 
a whole document about what you believe, you submit it, and they look at it. They see Have you it. ever done any um, 23 and up or what the fuck? 23 and me? 23 and me. No, no. I know a lot of my family is uh, Germanic. Um, there's a lot of French in there. There's a lot of that, like, I could see Eastern, French. Northeastern European yeah. type stuff where you you're like, like you, you look like you've been eating some baguettes. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I got some croissants or something down there too. You know? Dip them in beer, right? But um, yeah, you know, it's nothing where it's like, hey, you know, genetically, you know, I'm yeah, yeah obviously yeah, yeah. a Viking or something. But yeah. it, it's just one of those like I just it would have been cool if it like <laughs> it would be pretty sweet. You know, you just show them, fuck you, I'm a Viking. Right there, you go. I'm I'm related to Ragnar, you know, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it's a uh, it's pretty cool. It's a fun it's a fun thing to you know be involved in. There are a lot more Norse pagan or yeah. again how the Air Force calls it heathens, um, out there. Um, you know, you'd be surprised. You know, just how many people will see me. Uh, normally it broke recently, but I have a I have a necklace I wear that has like the Mjolnir hammer. It's got two uh two wolf heads, which are Fenmir, you know, and all that and. Even just walking around, people are like, oh, I love that. And they'll know about it. Yeah, and it's yeah. just some random dude at, like, you know, the gas station will say something to me all, oh, hey, thanks, yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people up here yeah. have that background. Yeah, they have the the, the Norris Viking type thing. Yeah. 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 So, but, yeah. I mean, dude, my my whole life, uh, like, technically we are, but, like, we grew up, like, very, like, uh, in, like, a German household. Mm-hmm. Because that's where we originally came from. But with that 23andMe, it really shows you how that shit gets bred out of you over yeah. time. Yeah. And when I did it, I was like, uh, you know, um, I wanted to see, you know, how German I really was. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> Just not even there anymore. Not even there anymore, dude. 65% Irish, Scottish. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. To think that you were one thing the whole time and then it's like, nope, not yeah. even a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, like my little brother hates it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so before all that twenty three and me stuff, uh, I had family that did the actual genealogy stuff, yeah. and so it was one of those like, oh, we're tracing it back, we're tracing it back. It's yeah. like, at least on my dad's side, it was really easy. Like, okay, we went up into you know French Can- uh, French Canada, French Canadian, uh, French Canadian, <laughs> and then legit like, and then over to France, and it's yeah. like, oh shit, okay, so right there, we know at least this part of the line yeah. is in like this village. So it's like, yeah, French. Definitely, there's some French in there. Yeah. I did, um, I think it was like 2010, I did uh, a whole research project for it. It took me like two years. Mm-hmm. I found like the first fucking guy from my family. And this was like five years before uh, the Revolutionary War started. Mm-hmm. That we, we were here in America. Damn. Yeah, like in New York. So like, um, it's kind of cool because like, Oh, my family's been fucking American before we even were American. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. To be able to trace it back like that. It's it's crazy. Like, I did so much research, dude. Found so much stuff online, and shit I never thought I would find. Mm-hmm. But it was just like every time I found something, it made me fucking want to find more, and I, I found so fucking much, dude. I found cousins back home that I didn't even fucking know that lived around the corner from us. <laughs> it was like weird. Our family's very like uh tribal even if if they aren't within our family just the branches yeah very tribal in my family like fucking eat we eat each other just (laughs) sticking to your own little group yeah 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 yeah. fair enough yeah mine mine just we spread out you know i got people in east coast people in colorado yeah that's just my dad's family my mom's family it's even worse yeah yeah so um okay you said you came in in 01 uh 03 03 03 was when they finally had a spot for me Okay, so yeah, yeah. I've got, well, you got a year left. You got about a year left. I've got something like four hundred and sixty-five days. Not that I'm counting. Eight hours, yeah. Yeah. seven minutes. It's uh, July twenty-first, twenty twenty-three. Is my my you know? Are you going to do any more? Or are you going to do twenty and get out? We'll see. You know, if I if I make the next uh, rank, which I'll find out, you know, another month or two. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be allowed to extend another couple years. We'll see. Uh, currently, you know, I'm at my almost nine-year mark here at Minot, which it's not like I'm going to PCS anywhere else, but uh, it's getting rough. It's getting rough. The the Air Force is becoming more and more of what I feel is like more of a business-like yeah. type model, less of a military-type model. So a lot of the way that I was brought up 
in the military, you know, the way I think things should happen, the way I think maybe people should be, you know, dealt with, you know, when they're stepping out of line. You can't do that anymore. And so I get in trouble a lot just for being how I am. Well, you know what's weird? And I felt that even – I got out in 2017. Yeah. And I felt that coming. Yeah. And what's weird is, like, you know, we're basically the same age. I'm 40. Yeah. I graduated in 2000. We're like the old guys. I don't feel old. No. But we are. And we're not old, but – Yeah. To kids that are coming right out of high school, going into boot camp, we're the old guys. Yeah. And and with that, you know, there's a whole other mindset. You know, when I fucked up, you know, back when I was first in, it's like, well, my arms are going to fucking hurt. Because I'm going to be doing push-ups all goddamn day until I learn not to do that. Yeah. Um, Now, you know, even if you just talk to somebody and you're a little too stern, you might get told that you fucked up because you didn't handle it the right way and you didn't take their feelings into account. It's Mm. just like... I can do it. Like, do you understand how much I got my ass kicked (laughs) for way less than what this guy should be getting kicked out for? Yeah. But no, no, he's he's totally fine. You know, just random weird stuff that I'm seeing where it's like part of me would want to stay in. Just, you know, hey, it's it's a good paycheck, steady work. But at the same point, it's like I don't know if I want to deal with that kind of headache anymore. Yeah. Um, I'll give you some – I'll give you a heads up. Taps, you're going to – learn not one goddamn thing from taps nothing fair it, enough it's the worst don't don't think you have to dress up because that's bullshit it just it's a waste of the time it's a whole week of nothing all right well i know i have to go to yeah, it yeah everyone so, has to go to but it but yeah it's but a, once you go through it you're gonna be like yeah spurbeck was right this was bullshit i learned nothing yeah but, I, I didn't learn a fucking thing yeah but most of what i'm looking at right now is you know the what to do after you know, I know there's some GS positions and stuff here on Minot that I could probably just roll into. And, you know, again, steady paycheck, less of the having to deal with the weirdness of what the Air Force is becoming. Um, but at least being able to, you know, keep having money, cash flow in. I've got the business. Yeah. You know, we're, we're getting to a point now with the business that I think we're going to see it turning around a little bit more. We're more of a late night bar. You know, we're open at six, but. Nine nine thirty is when people really start rolling in. Yeah, um, and we've been doing pretty good. What kind of crowd do you get in here? It is everybody. It is literally. It is such a mixed bag. Um, I have my regulars, you know, and you've got people that you know you see like, oh, you go to a bar every night. That's that's what you do, and that's cool. You know that you, that's what you enjoy doing. Um, I've got you know a bunch of the younger college kids. You know, anytime someone turns twenty one, they end up doing like a bar crawl of some sort. They'll end up in here. Yep. Uh, last Saturday. We had uh, the MSU, I want to say, hockey team, and, like, I think their booster club showed up in a bus, and we had, like, 200 people in here all of a sudden. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it is full-on mixed bag. I do have a pretty decent grouping of the military folk come in here, too. Um, Both the 69th and the 23rd Bomb Squadron guys, I'll get groups of them in here all the time, so. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever, you ever get any flack from anybody in the squadron? Like, you know, like, you know, Barrett owns a bar. Like, No, no nothing nothing too bad. I mean, um, there was some initial, like, oh, but, you know, how is he going to spend his time? And, you know, I demonstrated over that first year. It's like, look, yeah. I understand that the military was my first, you know, that is my first love type thing. Like, yeah. I will show you more attention. This is an important thing to me, but, you know, this job doesn't start until that job's done. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll go to work. I'll do my time. You know, I get off work there, change. Sometimes I just come straight here. You ever get an OSI guy come in here? Hello, fellow children. You know, <laughs> what's up? Um, I, I have had uh, some OSI people in here. They actually let me know they were OSI. They were investigating something that had happened downtown. But, um I'm sure they've been in here other times, too, just to see what was going on. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, got about a year left. Mm-hmm. What would you say is, like, your biggest takeaway from this whole 20-year adventure? <sighs> if I was giving someone advice to get in or just for me? Yeah. If you're talking to your sons. All right, so if I was talking to my kids, they're going to get in. It'd be one, um, you know, there are some cool enlisted jobs, but 
you will live a better life if you just go to college, get that degree, be an officer. Yeah. You know, there you can do a lot of very similar jobs as an officer. You're just gonna make more. Yeah. You know, you're gonna you're gonna have a better, um, I guess, stepping off point when you decide to get out. The chicks are hotter. I, they they are pretty good. Yeah. But um, for me, um, you know, the thing I learned was learn to play the game. If you if you want to be successful, you want to make the ranks, you want to do that. You have to play the game. Yeah. I never did. I I still haven't. I'm 20 years in. Bro, I'm the king of not playing the game. I am an E5. <laughs> I have never been demoted, but they will never give me that promotion statement just because I will always kind of how do I want to put this? Stand up for what I think I should be doing. Yeah. Um. You know, if I think I need to do something a certain way. And even though it might piss people off, I know this is the right way to do it. This is what's going to get what needs to happen done. That's how I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it'll piss people off because it's going to raise eyebrows. It's going to get other people yelled at, but I don't give a shit. You know, if, if there's a process that's broken, I'm not just going to keep, you know, putting duct tape on this fucking thing. I'll let it fall. I'll let it break. And then when you guys ask me why, I'll be like, I've been telling you for a fucking year. Yeah. And you didn't do anything about it, so I let it happen. And yeah, you know, they're gonna you know, they're gonna write me up, I'm gonna be in trouble. But whatever. Funny enough, you know, hey, did that thing finally get fixed? Oh look it did. Yeah. Weird. After my uh first Article fifteen, um I said first, I got this lightning bolt tattoo on my salute hand. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right before uh I had to like have you ever gotten Article 15? No. So it's a process, dude. I'm sure. I'm sure. So uh, before you even go up to the commander, there's all this paperwork and other meetings with the shirts, and and I was so pissed off about it. I went and got this tattoo. So when I went and saw the commander, I was like, I I, I saw him look at it, and I was like, fuck you. <laughs> he, I'm saluting him, and he's, I see his go, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, yeah. And there, there are ways to kind of, you know, go, go a little above and beyond. With my, the, you know. uh, I'm, I'm real defiant in nature my mm-hmm. whole life. So, like when I was going, when I went to sign up, everyone I knew was like, "What? Why?" Mm-hmm. But it, it wasn't really like for me. It wasn't like, you know, the military for me wasn't thinking oh, I'm going to be Captain America. I'm going to go save the United States. I just wanted to go do something different. Mm-hmm. You know, get the fuck out of my my situation. So, I mean, that whole the, the brainwashing thing from boot camp wore off real fast. Mm-hmm. And when I got to my first base, I remember I got used to get in so much trouble. Cause I would talk to everybody just the way I would talking to you right now. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh no, you can't do that." You got yes, sir, no, sir. I'm like, "Fuck." Yeah. <laughs> Which you know, there there is you know obviously there's a reason for that, especially when no yeah when no, guys I are totally younger. agree yeah yeah well and you know when guys are younger you learn that but as you get older you know as you've been in longer it does turn into a it, it's just a rank contest yeah yeah and you know I have been doing my job for twenty years and a lot of people don't know especially civilians that you know after your, probably your first year you're just doing a nine to five. Yeah, you know you you're clocking in. You're not clocking in, but you're going in at seven thirty, getting done at four thirty. Like yeah, a lot of the time that is what it is, and it, it turns into one of those things where unfortunately you you do get a lot of people that they believe their rank, you know, gives them some sort of justification to tell you how to do your job, even if your job is something they've never done. Yeah, they have no idea what you do. They couldn't they couldn't even describe what you do, but they're going to tell you you're doing it wrong. Yeah. So it's it, it turns into a very frustrating situation. Yeah, those guys are the worst. Yeah. So uh, before we wrap this up, I end every episode with a round of uh, questions. All right. Are you ready for these? Let's do it. Okay, first one. Netflix, Hulu, HBO, or Disney Plus? you got to pick one. One to keep, one to leave. Just one in general. Just one in general. The rest just... of them go... To the wayside. I'd have to go HBO Plus right now. Yeah, HBO. So yeah, good. I mean, they right now they're 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 rocking the South Park. You I know, know. You, you get all of South Park on there. Dude, so that token episode for this current season is a pretty good one. One of the fucking it's best episodes. One. That's up there with Lemmy Winks, dude. Yeah, yeah. HBO's got a lot of the a lot of the stuff that I like watching. So yeah. 
There's a really cool uh, Tony Hawk documentary. That I just saw that one. It just came out. Yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't watched it yet. I just watched it yesterday. It's, looks it's, good. It's, it's cool, dude. Nice. Okay. Um, name me a food you can't live without. Can't live without. I know this probably is pretty stereotypical, but pizza. Pizza. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, my mom's side's Mexican Italian, but the Italian's pretty thick and yeah. kind of an Italian kid. So I've been growing up on living on pizza for years. Okay. MJ or Prince? Mm. Now don't think about. Oh no no I I know I know. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. Um, <laughs> That's tough. I mean, they both have quite the catalog. I think, I honestly think Prince was a cooler guy, but Michael Jackson might have had more talent going for him. Like, just the amount of shit that he was able to do and put out and be a part of yeah. kind of eclipses how much stuff Prince was able to do. That being said, I think Prince was a lot cooler. Yeah. But I'd have to say, if I had to pick one, I'd have to go with Michael Jackson. Just. For, for his contributions. And, I mean, with Prince, at least you know for a fact he was having sex with ladies. <laughs> I mean, for the most part. you Yeah, you would assume that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. If you could be immortal, would you? Yeah. Mr. Viking, sir. Yeah. 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 You would, you would really be immortal? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I've been thinking about this since I was, like, a teenager. Yeah. Just the... I would love to be able to say that, yeah, no, I sat down, I read every book, every book. I found them all. I read them all. You know, um, acquiring knowledge is like a super important thing for me. And it's weird because, you know, I still haven't like finished college, but it's one of those, like, I realize at a young age, there's just not enough time. Yeah. There's not enough time to do all the things you want to do, you know, learn everything you want to learn. So yeah, I would I would basically I'd turn into just like some sort of weirdo, probably recluse that's just like yeah, but I know everything, you know, type thing. Yeah. But yeah, I would uh, I would I would choose that. I think I would try to be like the most famous guy on on the planet, and then just keep being that famous guy. Just like oh, and this is my son, and it looks it's just me again. You know? Yeah. Wasn't that in the Eternals? The one guy. Uh... I didn't watch the Eternals, dude. Oh okay. I it looked so stupid to me. Well, j literally one of them had your same idea you know he's he's immortal yeah and so for like the last like six generations he's been the greatest like actor in his family it's oh. just him every time though <laughs> that's so, funny yeah <laughs> i'm still not gonna watch that movie yeah. it looks like garbage it was it was it was pretty rough i um, watched it just so i'm like okay i'm aware yeah, yeah, yeah i know what plot points they might try to pull out in some yeah. of these other ones there's just some youtube videos and guys that i watch all the time that you know i, I take their opinions to heart and i'm like yeah i don't know if i'm gonna watch this now you know that being said though uh, i've been seeing a lot lately where it's like oh i just watched morbius you know eternals wasn't that bad oh jesus how I bad know. is morbius i know i was gonna take my kids to go see it this weekend i kind of want to see it but now it's like well i mean i, I do but the money yeah maybe i'll wait until it's not in the theaters yeah um did you see the new batman no Dude, Same so, thing. I get, so fucking I get good. my kids this weekend, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Fair enough. I, I, I really want to hope they do a trilogy of that. Or fucking more than that. Because all the, like, the new Bat, I know that, you know, uh, Robert Pattinson got a lot of shit. Yeah. For the Twilight stuff. But he's perfect Batman, dude. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Last question. What would be your X-Men power? I'm partial to Wolverine. And I've always been partial to Wolverine since I was a kid, even before the movies and shit like that came out. I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, you wear a flannel. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, there was another one in the show, though, and he was driven crazy. His name was Morph. So from the cartoon. The, yeah, from the cartoon. Yeah. And the cool thing with him was it wasn't like he just mimicked your ability like Mystique, like I can look like you. He legitimately had your power yeah. when he was you. Yeah. So I thought that was always really cool, too, but... Seeing as, you know, there's not a lot of uh, lot of info on him, I'd probably just stick with the Wolverine. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever watch Heroes back in the day? No. no. Dude, that's a really good series, and uh, there's a guy like that. It, okay. Like, as soon as he comes, like, in contact with another person that has powers, he, he just gets he it. He just absorbs theirs. He just absorbs our powers. Interesting. So he becomes pretty much the ultimate fucking dude. Hmm. Who's the, um, what's that show, uh... What's, what's, I think it's called This Is Us or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, the, I know that show exists. You know the guy in it, the main guy, the little white 
little white dude. I think I know who you're talking about. Played yeah. like Rocky's son. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like the main star in Heroes. Got it. All right. I think it's on Netflix. All I remember from Heroes is Save the Cheerleader, Save the World. Yeah, yeah. That was just said so many goddamn times yeah. when that show came out. Yeah. So. But you know what? Like, there's a dude in that show who uh, has like a time travel power. Mm. That's a pretty badass fucking power. That'd be a cool one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for us, you know. Yeah. But, you know, but I, I got to be honest. If I was white, time travel probably wouldn't be my fucking goal. Like, oh, I got like 30 years I can go back before I'm treated like shit. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm pretty much good on that one. Well, you don't know. If we go 30 years in the future, we're probably we're probably getting fucking hanged. I mean, <laughs> we deserve it. <laughs> we white, white people have had it good way too long. Man, fuck that. <laughs> I don't deserve shit. <laughs> Fair enough. I think, uh, was it, Louis C.K. did a whole bit on this. Like, he was like, oh, yeah, you can't go back in time unless you're white. Oh, yeah. But once we go forward in time, oh, you're fucked now, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, but, yeah. I, but, yeah, Wolverine. Definitely Wolverine. Wolverine. Cool. So, this is it, dude. Um, it's pretty painless, right? Yeah, I liked it. I yeah. appreciate you know the time to talk. Yeah. You got anything you want? Uh, you want to plug the bar? I mean, yeah. Uh, Drop Zone. Uh, we're downtown Minot. If you live in Minot. <laughs> yeah. If you live in Minot, uh, downtown 101 South Main Street. Uh, we're going to be putting a sign back out soon. Hopefully, the wind doesn't rip this one off the building. Uh, but. We got specials every night. We got karaoke Wednesdays and Saturdays. Uh, it's military owned and operated. Um, so, you know, come on down. Pool tables, lots of fun, lots of booze. There's plenty of room for activities. Plenty of room for activities. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, come on down. And then uh, you bring us a patch that we don't have, you get a free shot. Oh, nice. Yeah. I bet, dude, I have, a, I have a whole patch collection, but I wouldn't want to give it up. Yeah. Well, that's that's part of it. It's like yeah. you gotta be able to give me the patch, yeah, and I'll put it up on my wall. Yeah, oh. I know. Like I, that was a one. I I collected more patches than coins. Yeah, so that's just, especially being a coonsaw. Yeah, can't well, make anything made. When you when you go to leave, if you look up, you'll see there's two frames, and one of them is almost just my patches. Yeah, yeah like yeah. there's like a handful on there that aren't mine, but yeah, yeah. So, all right, man. All right. Well, Appreciate you doing this. Yeah. So I liked it. Thanks a lot, man. Cool. All right, everybody. Peace. If you or anyone you know is in crisis, please call the Veteran Crisis Line at 855-521-1317 or dial 856-983-7562. That second number's not real. I just pulled it out of my ass. I don't know. Call it. Maybe they can help you too.